hey, we want you to head over to onehope.give slash donate and check out our Christmas catalog. You'll be able to support an indigenous intern, think about supporting a church planner, support counseling in our youth. So head over there, share it with your friends and donate this Christmas season. Thanks. From Baltimore, Maryland, this is The Stoop Sessions, a One Hope podcast. Join us for conversations about ministry on The Stoop. Learn more about our work at www.onehope.gives. All right, here we are. It is Christmas time. Christmas time. It's December on the stoop. So it's cool to play Christmas music now? It is. It is. Uh, You can watch Jingle Jangle. Yeah, after Thanksgiving, Christmas music, let it play. Okay. Uh, Thanksgiving and before, it's a no no in my house. So when you. What about movies? Although, actually, everybody else in my house disagrees with me. What's up? What about movies? Same thing. Chevy Chase? Same thing. I just watched it. (laughs) When do you put up the tree? When do you put up the tree? We don't have a tree. Ooh, we just found one in the basement. When do you put your tree up? I don't know. Okay. People normally put it up the day after. We put ours up on Friday. Yeah. Do? I don't even know what Friday. We put ours up last night, but we'll decorate it today probably. <laughs> so we're doing a, a special stoop session, Christmas stories. We need like our own little Christmas stories jingle. Yeah, it really would be great. We should probably tell one? people Christmas who we are. Christmas stories well, on the stoop. stoop. <laughs> hey. With a special oh, guest. And who is our special guest, Eric? The lovely Keisha Lewis. The illustrious Keisha Lewis. Keisha. Now, your first name is actually LaKeisha. You're going to put her put government it out, there. out there. But let me, no, it's, it, look, everybody knows it. All they got to do is just Google you. <laughs> Um, why do why do you go by Keisha instead of Lakeisha? I've always asked you that question. I don't think I've ever got a straight answer. I like Keisha. Okay. Uh, so Keisha is with us. Keisha, uh, for those of you who don't know Keisha, which is um, for sure <laughs> very few most people. Of, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Keisha is a member of the Garden Church, and that's kind of what we're doing, isn't it? Like with these Christmas stories, we're just talking about members of the church. Um, ordinary Christians who we think are really wonderful, extraordinary people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, mostly extraordinary because they, 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 they show, they display. So an Keisha's not really God. extraordinary. I think Keisha's pretty. Well, I I'm partial. She's Keisha. awesome. I am partial to Keisha, yeah. but I can't <laughs> say I don't know that everybody would get the same. Cinema. I I think she's cool. All right, so Keisha is a member of the Garden she's Church. Extraordinary to me. Um, her son Kearney is my godson. Uh, we've known Kearney uh, since almost the time he was born. This goes, how old is Kearney now, Kearney? He's 11. He'll be 12 in February. Kearney's sitting right here. Um, and so we've, I've known you for what, 10 years? But let's take it way back. 11. Well, when I met you, Kearney years? was six months. He was six months old? Let's go back. Let's go back to the 80s in Baltimore City. Where were you living in the 80s? Oh, Monument and Bradford. Okay. Eastside. That's right. <laughs> Where were you at, Eric? I was on Garrett Avenue. Right. Yeah. Right. Off in 25th, that area, you know. So, Keisha, talk a little bit about growing up in Baltimore. What was growing up in Baltimore like for you? Growing up here was cool when I was young. Okay. Regular kid stuff. I was a break dancer on a cardboard box. What? Fine. Hip hop. That's right. <laughs> Things we don't know about you. <laughs> Why don't you join our break, ba- break dance cha- 
Right. He can't say because he don't have one. <laughs> yes. The Lord's right. tying my tongue up at my lies. <laughs> we don't have one yet, but we know who might be able to lead it. So sure. you break dancing on the east side growing up. Yeah. How do people describe Mom, you? Regular. Goofy, I guess. Goofy. 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 Yeah. I liked to dance a lot back then, so I was always the one they called to dance. My mom, I found out struggled, but we didn't know. So Yeah. How was your neighborhood growing up? Like, was it close-knit? It was close-knit. Yeah. Um, you know, if we had skates, like my friends, if we had skates, somebody had skates, you know, you got to share that other skate because somebody didn't That's have right. a skate and we all had to skate together like That's that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned how to ride a bike with my best friend because I was too skinny to hold the bike up. <laughs> it was nothing about balance and all about how skinny I was. But if my heavier friend rode on the back of the bike, I was able to ride the bike. <laughs> kind of balanced that's you up. Yeah. Yo. That's community. That's, that's community. It is. That's what's up. So, but my neighborhood was really like, you know, people come out, they bring the table out, play spades or checkers or dominoes yeah. outside. Can you play spades? Hold on. Trow's listening. I know. That's really for trial. Yeah. It's fine. Go I ahead. mean, I, I know how to play. I don't play. My school was around the corner. I went to Tinch Tillman. Oh, okay. I was sneaky as a child. But we we all did like some of the things. I'm sure you flipped on a dirty mattress. Oh, of course. Picked up a dirty cigarette button. <laughs> all right. So what's flip on a dirty mattress? Excuse me. You know, we didn't have money for acro, but, you know, aerobics and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah, but you said, like, Russell and stuff. Like, Mattress smash, on the you're porch. Not, you're not thinking. That's the sub. That's Dominique Dawes action. But you're not thinking that, time. like, you know, mm. everything that could happen did happen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's for when we become adults. It messes everything up. Right. But so the Ke- magic. Keisha, you growing up with who? Who was in your house as you are growing up? Um, My mom, my dad, and my brother... And then my mom and dad split. How old were you? I was probably about eight, eight or nine. And then after that, like that. Uh, you, who'd you live um, with? No, I stayed with my mom. We okay. stayed on that block. Gotcha. My dad moved out. Um, maybe when, when I was in like fourth grade or so. So my fiance that passed away, he lived directly across the street. And You grew up, you grew up with him? Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, his mom had this boyfriend that was kind of weird. So um, when we used to go, when my brother and I used to go over their house to play, he had, it was three of them. So they were three brothers. We would go over there and play. You know how you like make the tents on the beds and, you know, wrestling was a big thing then. So we was always like tussling stuff. But the boyfriend, he always wanted to play with us. He would like try to get under the the covers and stuff with us, and I found that, like, a little weird. So I went home and told my mom about it, and she said, we couldn't go over there no more unless Doris was there, his mom was there. So um, one day, the boyfriend gave me a letter saying that he was in love with me, and it was like a ring in the letter. I was was probably, like, eight, eight or nine. Oh, wow. Wow. How old was he? He was a grown man. Uh Uh, you know, the whole time I've been picturing you like 18, 19. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was a kid. You were eight. Okay. Wow. I've never heard this story. And um, it was it was a letter with a ring. It was Nick's mom's ring wrapped up, and he was giving me Nick's mom's ring, just saying that like he he was in love with me and he wanted to be me, with me and all this stuff. And I thought that if I showed it to my mom, I would get in trouble. I thought I did something wrong, but my brother told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, 
my dad went over there and and you know yeah 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 and then the police were called and I was getting questioned me being a kid I'm like you know scared mm, yeah. and mm. that's hard place getting to be grilled wow. and everything about that um, but later on my mom she told Doris to leave him before he does something to her kids mm. and they moved away and they were gone for a little while before we reconnected but um, when we reconnected he had a boyfriend had molested the younger brother. Mm. Wow. That's hard. Yeah. Especially as kids because you think you can fix it. And so it's interesting yeah. that you're like, it's my fault. We yeah. don't think as kids when, when you're a kid sometimes. Wow. Yeah, it was tough. He still, I mean, he still struggled with some of those things right to this day. You know him? He, yeah, the he guy? was Nick's brother. He was my fiance's oh, younger this, brother. Oh, wow. The boy that was molested was, I gotcha, I gotcha. But you don't know the boyfriend still today. Well, he's around now. I, my my dad. But he went to jail. He, he got locked him. up. Yeah, he went he's to out. jail. He mm. what, he he came out when I was about a teen. I think I was like a teenager. Okay. And then uh, Nick and his friends happened to see him on Baltimore Street mm. in Houndtown, and they attacked him. Sheesh. Wow. Your your boyfriend's name was Nick. Nick. Her fiance. Who became your fiance? Yes. How old were you when you got engaged? Oh, I, <laughs> I was tra- 17. Oh. I was just coming out of school. Um, what high school? Patterson. Yeah. Patterson, cool. I have no problem. I went to Lake first, but it didn't work out. Gotcha. It did not work out. <laughs> just uh, registrar <laughs> issues or what not? Did, what didn't work out no. about it? Um, I, I, got, I got put out. For what? Fighting. I can't imagine. Not you, Keisha. Are we looking at the redeemed Keisha? Keisha, uh, before we get into the fighting. I bet you could take me, though. (laughs) You could take me now. (laughs) All right, I guess we're going to talk about fighting. Let's talk about fighting. So you were a fighter? Fighting is nice. No, I wasn't a fighter, Joel. Oh, okay. I was skinny, Joel. (laughs) And people played with me because I was skinny. So you just had to hold your own. Yes. I got you. I got you. And you did. I did. And you got kicked out of Lake. So you're a Patterson Park. Okay, Patterson High. Because <laughs> it didn't work out at Lake. Did, and you didn't get in fights at Patterson? No. All right. They happened after school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Technicality, yes. All right, so you mentioned that you had a fiancé um, and your brother. Your, I've never met your brother nor your fiancé. What happened? Um, they died in a car accident. They were killed in a car accident in 97. Oh, wow. And so were you engaged to him at the time? I was. We were We were actually going to get married that next wow. year. What was that I like? I would have been 19. Wow. Wow. And married. How old was That's your brother? That's so weird. My brother was 16. What was that like losing both of them in yeah. one instant? just that because I you know I dealt with my own grief but to have to see my mom go through what Mm -hmm. she went through and losing a child and knowing that you you can't do nothing yeah Mm -hmm. so at 17 years old you lost your brother you lost your fiance I lost yeah they both died that next year my grandfather died um he was in North Carolina as well and then my mom was going through her divorce and 
her health issues, and then her mother died. So it was just like a just domino hit. effect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll skip forward just a little bit here. So you, you currently work with youth. Yes. In Baltimore. You work, you've, ever since I've known you, you've worked for Parks and Rec. And we'll get into that story in just a second. But uh, how does your childhood, like, I mean, we didn't talk about everything that you might have gone through, but just briefly here, some trauma that you faced, some issues that you faced growing up. How does that affect the way that you think of youth today or the way that you even work with youth? I can relate to a lot of them, whereas some people would say, you know, they'll get over to something. I, I can pick up on when kids are going through certain things and I'll yeah. pull them to the side and talk to them, let them know that, you know, you're not the only one. Because when you're going through that stuff, you feel like you're by yourself. Yeah. Just to see your ability to even know how to not rush somebody with time. You know, so many times we think we can figure out solutions. Yeah. And so just seeing your patience with the kids in the midst of their suffering, I think, has been a learning experience for anybody who has spoken to you as you work with them. You're like, oh, it'll take time. It might take me a year. But you really have got that, that gift of waiting. I have, I have this one kid. Well, he's not even a kid anymore. He's like 21. But um, he came to my center. And I didn't like him. And I can honestly say, I don't know what it was. And I've never said <laughs> no. that. And I was yeah. always attracted to, like, the more troubled kids. Right. I just didn't like him. And every time he came in and he had his pants hanging down and he wouldn't say nothing, he would just walk around. I wouldn't show him that I didn't like him. Right. But um, I felt it in me. And I would say, like, God, I don't know why I don't like this boy. Please help me, you know, right. with these feelings I'm having. Because he didn't do anything. It was just like his demeanor or just how, like, if we had something going on, he wouldn't participate. And I'm like, yeah. well, what are you here for? Yeah. And I just Why come? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have those questions occasionally, don't we, Steph? Oh, <laughs> I heard. Y'all don't on. even know. I've already texted <laughs> like, Keisha, why like, are you here? help <laughs> me <laughs> understand <laughs> what going is going right. on. And I don't think you want to be. Yeah. No, I don't. And I do. I'm like, listen, I, Keisha can tell you, can send you, to, can show you the text transcripts. Clearly, Ke Keisha, we've got some stuff that we're dealing <laughs> yeah, with. Yeah, that really, we need we you, you for. In because That's you, what we hear. Stephanie and I, we are over our heads you are in this learning you are center. We don't know what in the midst of the And affliction. here you are. We're, we're looking to you. How did you get through this situation? <laughs> yeah. You looked at this kid and you said, why are you I even I just here? don't like well, you. I, Where do you I go from there? I didn't tell him that. But you felt it right. wrong. I treated him the same so way. So number it, one, Stephanie, don't tell them that. Don't tell <laughs> that's where I we, already that's where repented we went and I asked for forgiveness. <laughs> Y'all laughing, but I'm, I'm straight All right, number back. two is. Number two. Treat him the same. Yes. Treat him the same. Pray that sounds biblical. Genius. What'd you say in the heart? What'd you say to do in the heart? pray on your heart because that's what I did and I had to take it to the Lord because I didn't know why right. I felt that way toward him. Yeah. And you Teach know the me. funny thing is, <laughs> yeah. one day I came in and he was in a room by himself and he was on the phone and he hung up. He was like, no, man. And he hung up the phone, but I can clearly see something was wrong with him. So I went into the room and I said, you okay? He like, yeah, I'm okay. And he sat back and I said, but I can clearly see something's wrong with you. And he's like, nothing. My father's just trying to be a father now. And he keep calling me. And he hung up. And it was then oh, that things changed. Mm -hmm. uh, you saw him in a different light. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. And so um, we, throughout the years, we built this bond. But it was a struggle. 
Yeah. And it will be a struggle. I've been through things like um, him not getting attention from me that he wants, so he threatened to kill himself or mm -hmm. um, sometimes he was set out. They kicked him out, so like 2 o'clock in the morning, he's calling me and because he called me, I go down there and like put him up in a motel for you know that night or whatever because uh. I would feel some type of way if I was the last person he yeah. talked to out on the street and mm -hmm. he was like in a in a playground at Chick Webb yeah. like two o'clock. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know that neighborhood. And he's um and he's around there doing bad stuff too, like you know robbing people. Like we went through all this stuff. Wow. And he he deal with anxiety and depression and all that and his family um, they really don't. Um, talk about you know that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I ended up being like the person he connected with. So sometimes I would cut him off, yeah. and but we have like good talks. And I say like when he got older, I'm telling you, you are a grown man. I don't have to do these things for you. Mm -hmm. You have to stand on your own too. You know, yeah. I just got him through certain things, but um, yeah. he understands it. He'll stop talking to me for a while, but then he'll text me and say, "Ma, I love you." Mm -hmm. Or are you okay? You know, just That's randomly. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. You've got one biological kid, but you've got several right. children. All around. 27. I'm amazed. <laughs> a lot of kids. Just listening to you, yeah. you know, tell your story and just the trauma that you went through um, at a young age, how God kind of like used that and has placed you strategically in a position where you work with kids mm -hmm. and are able to, to counsel kids and to, to care for those kids that have been mm -hmm. through traumatic situations. You know what's like that's funny? that's amazing. Yeah. You know what's funny, Eric? Like seriously. Yeah. Um, I wanted to have a lot of kids. Yeah. Then after the accident, I didn't want no kids because I didn't want any kids to have to deal with that yeah. type of loss. Yeah. Mm. So and then I said, Well, it's already kids here now, so I'll just adopt a bunch of kids. Yeah. And look at this. And you have. You've adopted a bunch of kids. <laughs> so really? when people think of Baltimore youth, you know, from outside the city, or sometimes even people that live in the city, and they, they think of our youth uh, negative perceptions, right? Yes. Um, people don't think about the trauma that kids go through. People don't think about the fact that there's stories behind you know the kid, the kid that's the little squeegee boy that uh, um, you you didn't want him to do your window and he mm -hmm. kicks your car. There's a hundred other things going on in that kid's life. You speaking right? for yeah. real? Look at right. you really. You yeah, really I mean I've had through. my car kicked. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. But love that kid. Uh, um, so yeah, there's there's stuff going on in mm -hmm. kids' lives. Uh, people don't think about the reality of poverty, uh, the history of racial prejudices, and how that has affected the communities that. Uh, that are in Baltimore City, uh, abuse, issues of violence, uh, loss. Yeah. Um, there's just all of this trauma. Layers. Right? Yeah. yeah. And you can be, and to be quite honest, you can be, it can be normal. Like, I was mm -hmm. saying, like, when I was coming up, so many people got killed, and I've seen so many things happen where, whereas though it's just like, you don't even, you don't even process it. As right, because you didn't even talk life. about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You become numb to it. Yeah. Right, it's yeah. just like a way of life. That's, yeah. oh, stepping over there a was, dead body, that's that's yeah. just what we did. Yeah. Yeah. You've said You're that to thinking, me very yeah. easily, and I'm like, wait, 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 let's go back to, you just went glossed over this for the main point of this story, but like the, <laughs> there's a big deal there, and you're like, yep, don't go outside. You go, you come and someone like, well, you know, that man got killed. It's just like, you're like, oh, he did? 
Yeah. And it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it got that bad. And you, like you say, you become so numb to it. And my eyes wasn't opened until one day I was stand, stand with my aunt. And she was living on Bel Air Road. Well, she still lives there now. But there was a shooting right on the side of her house. She lives at the corner house. And um, the guy, the friend, came banging on the door. And he's like, can you help? Help my friend. He just got shot. And my aunt, she looked, peeks out the window and said, oh, there's no help of him. He's dead. And she went back to bed. And I was just like, did she really just say that? Uh, and I saw myself, you know, through that. I was up that whole night mm, yeah. just sitting there. Wow. Wow. Mm. So, Keisha, you and I go way back. You're like, I feel like back you're... Back to your mullet. We go back way back. Back to your mullet. mullet. Wait, say that again. A we, mullet? We talk about the mullet. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, God, this is not your story. You're, you're a long-time friend of mine, right? Yes. Let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> so, here we are. I'm moved into the neighborhood. Um, and, by the way, one of the reasons we had Keisha on... We wanted to have Keisha on the... Uh, uh, what do we call this? The stoop session. Stoop session one of the reasons stories. We, <laughs> the right. stoop session that's stories. Right. That's one of the reasons we're... we wanted to have Keisha on the stoop is because Keisha is one of the first members at the Garden Church when we first moved Ever. here. One of the first people we connected with. Yeah. So when I first moved here, I immediately started volunteering at what was called the PAL Center at the time, the Police Athletic League, mm-hmm. which is uh, Crispus Attic's rec center. And the police were running that. I volunteered there at the... At the uh, rec center for a while and then they closed the police athletic league and parks and rec came in to take it over and uh by the way the community was like all up in arms about that they were Mm -hmm. not happy uh but then we get these two new um uh, parks and rec workers and one of them happens to be keisha lewis and I remember meeting you you had a big old cast on your leg or something because you had some knee problem Mm -hmm. do you remember that yeah and uh, you had a little six-month ba- six old baby named Kearney. <laughs> I tore my ACL. That's what happened. Jeez. Oh, wow. You wasn't fighting, were you? No, okay. I was doing camp or something. Gotcha. <laughs> and, uh, she don't fight no more. <laughs> yeah, and, and so, so we met. Now, had you grown up in church? <clears throat> no, not really. I've gone to church. Yeah. Um, sometimes I went on my own, like when I was little. There was like a little house church around the corner, so I went around there. Gotcha. Pretty much because they gave out fruit right. and stuff. Nice. <laughs> right. And they put, you know, the oil on your head, put the little, yeah. little oil yeah, cross. I didn't know what that was. I just knew I was going to go get fruit, sing some songs. And okay. <laughs> and, and a little it oil. Was something right. to do. Oil. Um, so yes. how did you come to faith then? I always knew there was a God. Like my, my family in North Carolina, they are strong believers. I was born here, of course. But, you know, I was one of the ones, just like a lot of us here, because your family is Christian or they say they're Christian and you went to church with them when you went to North Carolina or whatever, then you're Christian too. And that's pretty much nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So Keisha, in retrospect, you meet me. I'm like this, you know, young, idealistic white guy in the community. And I'm like, helping trying to volunteer at the time i probably thought i was going to change the world because we all in our 20s we think we're going to change the world and we realize that ain't going to happen <laughs> right but maybe i could see some change in my own life <laughs> why did you start coming to our gatherings i think it was all god because and i'm going to say that because i wasn't working i was working at another site they moved me there during that time 
I was looking for a church. Like, I was looking for something. Why were you looking for a church? I have no idea. Something in me said go to church. Mm. So I started going to churches, and I was looking for churches, and I went to church with my brother and some friends, and I wasn't feeling it, like all the commercial stuff. Mm -hmm. And and me not knowing, it's so crazy because me not even really knowing yeah. What I'm looking for, wow. mm-hmm. I know that this is not wow. what I'm looking for, you know. So, um, and I was about to give up, mm. and then somebody said, "Hey, you should come to one of our services." Because I used to work the service sometimes, yeah. and I would sit in that office while you oh, guys and help you, you guys set. So, what you're saying is for our listeners, work the service means. You would open up for us because yes. we started using Crispus Addicts Rec Center yes. as our little gathering. You just so space. happened to use. Crispus. We just so just happened so to happened. use it, <laughs> and the person that would open up for us—I totally forgot all this, Keisha. The person that would open up for us was me. Was you? So you were getting paid to come to church. Mm-hmm. Now I know that answers my question. <laughs> no, nah, she just said I was getting paid. I wanted to tell you this. Clarify, when please. I was getting paid to come, to, I wouldn't even go to the service. I would sit in the office. Right. Because I was working, but right. I would peak. And then yeah. you would come. That's right. And I remember there was a change when you were not getting paid. Somebody else was, and you started coming anyway. Mm-hmm. What was that? And so um, this, the time that Joel invited me, let me tell you, the time that Joel invited me, my car was in the shop. It was gone. And I was so excited because I was That's invited. Because by I the way, car in the shop is a reoccurring theme That's in right. your life. Mine's a car. You're so, right. But you just said something that we missed there. You thought you had to be invited in order to come to church, yeah. which is something that... Because I was working. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like his church. I don't want to just show mm-hmm. up at... Not sure. thinking, you know invite. what I mean. Nah, Work, church. I got you. <laughs> yeah. So when he invited me, and um, I was like, cool. And I lived over at Goodnow mm-hmm. Apartments. And so I caught the bus and the subway, got off. Where did I get off at? Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah. Walk down just in time for service to be over. Oh man. With a baby <laughs> strap. Like, I tried so hard. <laughs> Sheesh. Well, when did you know that, all right, this is the place for me? I'm believing like I'm believing yeah, when, in the God that actually sent me here. When did you yeah, um, when did you become a Christian? Yeah. I've been to a lot of churches when I was looking around and stuff, and you know, in my churches growing up. I never heard repentance or they never taught repentance so I didn't really hear it until I came here and I heard it repeatedly you know repentance at the garden repeat repentance repentance and really I didn't know what it was at first um but you know one day I I I guess it all clicked and I I went home I was home and I was thinking about it and you know I just got on my knees and I was just like you know God, I believe you are who you say you are. And, you know, just asking for forgiveness for, you know, things I've done against him and, and other people and, and for him to change my heart. You, like, Jesus died for your sins. Yes. Like, did you already, like, kind of... Yeah, I already really, I know about that. You, so... That was kind of, kind of something you probably took for granted. Yeah. It was just like, because you heard that often. So it's just like, you know, I get it. He's not, yeah. Repentance was like, yeah. And, you know, just like like the next day, it I had like a sense of peace and calm. You know, it's just like 
at one time, it was like a lot of things was like heavy and stuff. I don't even know how to explain it, but I just woke up feeling different. Some of the things that you you did, or you mm-hmm. you just didn't have no desire mm-hmm. for, right. it, you know? yeah, yeah, a new new creation, almost yeah. like sure. the scriptures. And you're like, what's you wrong? Yeah, right. <laughs> what just, right. Just last week, I right. was fine That's right. with this. down here, That's sitting right. down, chilling, and now I'm just like, I'm gonna go inside. Yeah, it won't let me go. You yeah, know? even if you want to go, like I'm just That's like, right. I don't want to do mm-hmm. this no more. Yeah, I don't. Something yeah. won't let you. That's called perseverance. That's right, the saints. Cue the organ. Real real quick, what would you want to leave behind for Kearney? I know your relationship is very close. You love him a lot. You're gone from this earth. How do you want to be remembered in his eyes? That I love the Lord. Thanks for listening to the Stoop Sessions. Be sure to catch us next time. As One Hope exists to build healthy churches in the inner city, check us out and connect at www.onehope.gives.